The next Indian that we want to explore in our discussion of the issues of Shemitah is the issue of the Peyros of Shemitah. We're going to discuss now less the halachas of what one is or isn't allowed to do as far as working the soil of Eretz is concerned, the Sure Malach of Shviyas. More we're going to concentrate on the halachas of the Peyros of Eretz Truth to be told, What's interesting is that even though the Malachas of Shviyas are in Parshas Bahar, and the Halach of Lochla, which we're going to discuss now in terms of that there are limitations on how the Paris of Shviyas are allowed to be used and for what they can be used, but the first step in the Halachas of Paris Shemitah in Eretz Yisrael actually have their source in the Pasuk and Parshas Mishpatim. The Pasuk says over there, towards the end of the Pasuk, Mishpat and Vashmiyas, Sheishan of Tizra Satsecho, Vosafta's Tvuaso. The Torah then doesn't say on the seventh day it's also. It just says Vashmiyas, Tishmiteno Unitash. The one has to be Mafkir. The same lotion of Shmito, which the Torah uses on getting rid of Choivois. Tishmiteno Unitash. The one has to abandon his field. Vaochlu of Yoni Amecho, Vinisum Teichachais Asod. It should be eaten by anybody, it should be eaten by any. By the poor uh, people, the yisum, the leftovers, are for the chayes asod. Pasuk is quite clear. The first step in uh, after working the field for six years is the fact that now the field is to be hefker. Not that the land is hefker, but that the peiros of Eretzol ought to be hefker, and therefore the Torah says it could be eaten by anybody, and the leftovers have to be left. For uh, for the Chayis Asada, which we'll see also in the Psukim and Pashas Bahar, also have implications because the Torah defines in the beginning of the Parsha, okay, you could eat it. Maybe that's only an illustration of one thing. The Torah says, who eats it? Anybody? Then the Torah says, What's the term mean by saying that the food should be left over for the animals? We're dictating kosher food, what animals are allowed to eat or not allowed to eat. So Chazal understand that there's a common theme running through the eating that's done by the owner of the field or anybody around him, as the Pasuk delineates, and and Chayis HaSoda, which we'll get to in a minute. So we have the Hefker of the Peyros. That brings with it a discussion which we're not going to learn extensively the Maramukaimis, but it's uh, it's grounds for uh, for a whole sugya unto itself, the sugya of Shomur Venevad. Shomur Venevad refers to, we'll discuss first, Nevad, a ground that was worked on Shemitah, Shaloika Alocha, and the Peyrois that are resultant of working the ground during Shemitah is called Nevad. They're the product of Nevad. Shomur means fruits that should be Hefker, they should be left open for anybody. And instead, they were taken in as produce that one is allowed to keep. They're both also, are they also lamafreya? Are they not lamafreya? Are they also, um, are they also midaris? Are they also midarabon? There's, there's discussion about whether they're also or not. In any case, but there's certainly an iser for one not to, uh, not to be mafke the fruit. There's also a discussion, a famous discussion, between the Beis Yosef and the Mabit whether the peyros of the field are hefker by themselves or whether one is mechuyiv to be mafke them. 
According to the Mabit, it's an Afkaita de Malko. The Teru was Mafkia ownership on Paris that have Kedusha Shvias. The Mabit says no. The Mabit says, I'm sorry, the Beis Yosef said the one is Mukhuyiv to be Mafkia. The Beis Yosef goes so far as to say that if the owner is Mavatl say and he's not Mafkia, then the Paris still belong to the owner. A very, very basic fallout from that is that according to the Beis Yosef, there's nothing inherently different about periods of Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah as a different year than Mechoi even Trumas and Maesvis. The Mabit explains that the reason why periods of Shviyas are not Mechoi even Trumas and Maesvis, that it's Mavur in many places in Shas, is because inherently they have no ownership. Hefker is not Shaykh to, to Trumas and Maesvis. Beis Yosef will understand that it's only if you're Mafke, then they're not Mechoi even Trumas and Maesvis. But if you're not, then they're tevel, they're mechuyiv afroshes trumas and maizes like any other produce. The nafkimin of that is also what do you do with peyros of goyim? Do we say that fruit that has kedusha shvius, the produce of the soil of Eretz Yisrael during shmita, inherently has no ownership? Is not shayich beetzem to trumas and Or do we say no? It's nothing to do inherently with the peyros himself. It has to do with Jewish owned produce. You're mechuyiv to be mafker. The guy is not mechuyiv to be mafkim. They are mechuyiv in shumas and ma'isus. Those are all sub discussions of the existential shaila, whether it's an automatic process or whether the owner is mechuyiv to be mafkim. That's one noise. The second noise, like we said, la'ochlo, is that eating means, and here's the Gemara explaining what the dimyan is between eating of the owner and the chayis asada. They can only be eaten insofar that the payrays are also available chayis arts. Meaning, normally, fruits, take peaches. Peaches grow on a tree. I, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but let's say the, the picking season, the ripening and the picking season of peaches is in August. The natural place for fruit to be until August is in the field. They're then in the field, they then fall off the tree, you take them off, they're put in baskets, whatever it is. Thereafter, in October, where are you going to find peaches? Not in the field. The only place you'll find peaches is in private possession of individuals. Either in somebody's refrigerator, or in somebody's storeroom, or in somebody's... Uh, or, or, or cut up and preserved for the winter in somebody's cellar. But the fruit of the land... After the end of the production season, will only be will only be available for eating in the sense of it being an expression of private ownership. Chaya Sasode tells us that the fruit of Eretzol have to be eaten without uh, the trappings of ownership. You can own the Paris, but they have to be eaten in a way where Ki'ilu nobody owns it. What does that mean? What Chazal understand, it's an exquisite Chazal pulling this out from their understanding, is that not that the Paris of Eretz Yisrael become usser after the time that they're not in the field, but what becomes usser is any expression of ownership, you have to be mafke the Paris. Some Rishon may actually hold that beer means destruction, you have to be mavire, like beer chametz. Many Rishon, we paskin, that you don't have to be mavire fruits, but you have to get rid of it, the trappings of ownership. You have to be mafke them. Be mafke them in front of three people. A proper hefker. The same way, a halachically viable hefker, the way Chazal have it, is in front of three people. And that's what people do. When they have Paris of Eretz Yisrael, they have uh, 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 a, uh, a box of, of bottles of wine 
of Shmita produce, when it comes to Shasabir, when it comes to that point in time, when holding on to it is no longer in the field, no longer natural, but it's now an expression of ownership, it's l'ochlo, you have to be mafkir. If you're not mafkir, it's shomer, and so on, the same thing that we just discussed. That's the halacha of Shasabir. Until then, the same idea tells us that l'ochlo v'loy l'schayra. L'ochlo, it has to be used for eating. The terrorist says, eat gesundheit. Anybody's allowed to eat. But if it's used as merchandise, as something to buy and sell in a business, so what you're doing is you're using that. It's not kili kola oretz. It's you owning the product of the oretz. Thus, Tarnish Zayn. That's not the way it's supposed to be during Shriyas. So the Torah Darshan is la'ochla v'loyla That being said, la'ochla v'loyla schayra. How does one shop in a grocery store on Shemitah? Fruits that have, let, let's say we'll assume, we discussed in the previous segment, whether Peris of Goyim, Peris of Nochum, have Kedusha Shemitah. If they do, and you're buying that type of produce in a grocery store, you can't buy it in the regular sense of just pay money for it. You have to buy it with what's called Havlo. Havlo means like this. You picture yourself walking into a grocery store. There's a bag of Apples that you want, they have Kedusha Shviz. They have Kedusha Shviz. Now, how a grocery got apples that have Kedusha Shviz, L'chayra, nobody could harvest it and hold on to it. L'chayra, the stuff is hefker, it has to be given to anybody. How could somebody harvest it and use it for profit? But let's say somebody has a private person, and a, you know, he wants to sell me a bag of apples. He can't sell me a bag of apples as produce for which you turn a profit. You know what he has to do? He has to sell me something else. And he'll up the price of that and will make up that I'm paying him more for that other thing. And then you could, he'll, he'll throw in the bag of apples for free, so to speak. That's called Havlot. You're being Mavli, you're swallowing up the apples with something that doesn't have Kedusha Shri. So go into a grocery store. If you have Paris of Nochrim, and that's how it got there, because the Arabs are allowed to sell their produce. They don't have the problem with Shom Beneva. They sold their produce to the wholesaler who sold it to the store. If you want to be machmir that uh, Paris Nochem have Kedusha Shviz, you have to buy Bahavlo. You're going to buy a bag of chocolate chip cookies, he'll throw in the bag of peppers. How to set that up? Every grocery in Eretz Yisrael in a Haredi neighborhood knows how to, what the stratagems are for this in a practical way. The idea behind this is, is that you're not using the Paris Nochem, the Paris Shviz, as as buy and sell as um, the merchandise. There's two problems, by the way. There's the problem of using them for merchandise. There's also the problem that any money that's exchanged for the merchandise, it's nitva, since it was used as an exchange for something with Kedusha Shvis, the money itself now has Kedusha Shvis. The money also could only be used Lachla. Lachla, by the way, imposes other limitations. You could use the apple, you can only eat it in the regular way. You can't, uh, you can't throw it out. The peels are like sort of like shamus. You have to put them, they have to be not royal before they're thrown out because they have Kedusha. You have to treat them with respect. It's a whole avoida which is makiv every part and parcel of your world when you have the schus of living in Eretz Yisrael and participating in the in the kiyam of Shemitah. Um, where this plays itself out in real time is with the Lulva And this is where this kicks into the suga. The Sugi in Sukhidaf Lamates talks about buying an Esrik that has Kedusha Shviz. An Esrik is a fruit. Now, which year an Esrik that's picked, Aserisimei Tshuva, of this year, 
This year, by the time we get to Esrik, Esrik is going to be Shemitah. It's going to be Tavshin Pei Beis. But the Esrik actually grew in Tavshin Pei Aleph. Do we count the fruit in terms of is it Shviyas or is it Shishas or is it Shminas in terms of when it grew, in terms of when it's picked? That's a discussion onto its own, which we're not going to get into now. A complicated discussion. Sugi and Kedushin Dav Beis, Sugi and Sugi Dav Mem, all Sugi. Um, but, but let's say the Esrik has Kedusha Shviyas. A lulav does not. Why not? Because a lulav is not a pre. The Gemara actually makes reference to lulavim, yes, having a din of Kedusha Shviz. That's because they used to use lulavim as brooms. Today, most people don't sweep their floor with a, with, a, with, a, with a lulav. A lulav is not more than a piece of wood. A very pricey piece of wood a few weeks before Sukkot, but nevertheless a piece of wood, not really more than that. So a lulav doesn't have Kedusha Shviz, and Esrik does. You have to be mavlia the kedusha shvius of the esrik buying the lulav. You'll have to charge three times more for the lulav to include the price of the esrik with it. Havlo works to take care of the problem of schayru. We'll bring him here, Hashem, Maramukaymis, that there might be a minority opinion that holds not that way, but lemaisa we paskin that havlo works for uh, works to take care of the problem of schayru, not only for the problem of. Toifeses domel that the money that's exchanged for produce with kedusha shviyas becomes kaddish bekedusha shviyas. That's another noisy. Now, one last point that's worth discussing. And I'm sure everybody's wondering where and how. Um, if the Torah says that the fruits have to be left out, I, obviously nobody is going to invest. No farmer, uh, even the fruits that grow on the trees, vegetables have to be planted. And if you can't plant them in Shemitah, they won't grow. Stuff that grows by themselves are called Svichin. There's a whole set of limitations and impositions on how one uses Svichin. That's a separate discussion. But fruit-bearing trees. Every year, the peaches come out, the apples come out, the grapes grow. Right? The stuff is there. Do you have to let it sit on the tree and rot? No. You're allowed to eat it. Of course, you have to eat it. You have to eat it in the in the optimal way. You have to eat it in the proper way. You have to get rid of the dispose of the peels and the, the leftover fruit. You know, your kid goes uh, goes to kindergarten in the morning. You're hoping, of course, like we all do, that your kid eats a healthy snack. But of course, he doesn't want to. He comes home with the apples. You can't just throw them out in the garbage. They have to be taken care of. They have to be left until they rot in order that they're not leochla anymore, and so on and so forth. Good. The stuff is left out. Who is investing in harvesting? Who's going to pick the stuff from the fruit? Who's going to distribute it? Most people, even if they have Yoni Amech and the Torah wants them to be able to pick from fields, in today's world, most people who are living in cities don't have access or the know-how where and how to get the fruit. So the fruit's just going to rot. So we have an institution, which the Chaznish advocated for, and today in itself is a very well-set-up system. It's called Oitzir Bezdin. Tesefta makes reference that, of course, Bezdin in Eretz Yisrael, Sanhedrin, in their capacity as overseeing the public good, didn't want the fruits of the field to go to just rot on, to become overripe and rot on the vine, on the tree. It's not good for the trees, it's not good for Eretz Yisrael, it's not good for the people. The Torah wants the people to eat the produce. They would harvest the fruit, they would hire workers, they would harvest the fruit, they would put them in storehouses, and they would distribute it. Not for profit, but overseeing for the public benefit. That's not a violation of Hilcha Shemitah because the Bezdin is doing it as Klausel, as representative of Klausel. They're not doing it in the sense of private ownership. And they charge a minimal amount. 
They have in every town in Yerushalayim, Bnei Brak, all over. There are places, there are distribution points. You pick up Oitzer Bezdin wine, grapes, fruit. You pay much less because all you're paying for really is, is the production, is the harvesting costs. You're not paying for profit. They're not allowed to take a profit. They do it literally only to pay the workers and to recoup, invest, and not investment, but to recoup whatever uh, had to be invested in the transportation and so on and so forth. That institution is known as Eitzabez, and that's a, that's a lifesaver. That's the way most people have fruit to eat that have Kedusha Shviz. Now, again, like we said, there comes a point, and they put out calendars with every date, clearly, every type of fruit, clearly saying what the Shasabir is. When that fruit no longer is available, except as an expression of private ownership, and that point becomes a Shasabir, you have to be mafkir. We pass like the Rishonim that beer means being mafkir. Be mafkir in front of three people, and then you're allowed to take it back. We'll point out one interesting idea. Like we said, the, the, the fruit or the wine that has Kedusha Shviz cannot be used in a way that's destructive. It has to be used in a way that's Le'ochlo. So they say, let's say, to spill out a little bit wine that has Kedusha Shviz and to put out the Avdala candle, you're ruining the wine. You're not allowed to do that. You can't spill out, you can't throw out the wine that drips onto the cup. You have to drink that wine. So you can't hold, Avdala, you can't hold a Havdalah uh, uh, candle on top of the wine. Or you can't put your finger in it, spill a little bit out by the Seder. You have to use wine that's not Kedusha Shviz. All sorts of fascinating halachas. We just pointed out there's a whole mindset that goes into how one eats Kedusha Shviz. It's a celebration of living in Eretz Yisrael and Lechum Epilvel It's not an expression of ownership and possession. Kili Kolaritz. That's what Shviz is. Mitzvah Hashem, we should have the Sechia, all of us, to to live in the soil, the Helige soil of Eretz Yisrael, and to. to Lechom ipiv lizbeim tuvo unvarecho alel bigdusho vitahara.